to be a leader, you have to demonstrate. You're prepared to go. You're not just prepared to scream and shout. You're prepared to put yourself in those uncomfortable positions also. Ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Are you ready? Keep this frequency clear. I know you're going to dig this. I am. Okay, here we go. Check, check it out. You're listening to the Martial Arts Media Podcast, where you, the martial arts school owner, gets insider tips and secrets from leading experts to help you build a more profitable martial arts business. Now, here's your host, the founder of martialartsmedia.com, George Faree. This podcast episode is the audio version from a video that was published on martialartsmedia.com. For the full episode, to download the transcript and get all the show notes, head over to martialartsmedia.com. Enjoy. All right, awesome, Ben. So at what point did you start looking at opening a school and how did you end up in Perth? I started coaching about 2007. Uh, I really enjoyed coaching. I kind of realized that I was never going to be a world champion, and but I do firmly believe I could train a world champion. So that was sort of my focus sort of switched from being a fighter to training fighters. And I made the, the hard decision to quit competing myself in MMA anyway. Sorry, I've got a fly harassing me at the moment. Um, <laughs> I could, could miss the Miyagi it with a, some chopsticks, but... Uh, <laughs> So I made the call that I was going to cease my fighting career. I couldn't do both. If I wanted to focus on, on coaching, I had to fully focus on, on coaching. So I started to coach full time. I was actually in the fire service at the time and decided to leave the fire service to pursue MMA as a full time career. Uh, so that happened in 2010. So I was coaching full time and working as a firefighter full time. It's the beauty of the shift system there that could make that work. And then I, I put the firefighting away to pursue a career in, in what I love doing, which was teaching martial arts, MMA in particular. So, so yeah, I was just coaching and, and then the opportunity to come to Perth came up at the right time in my life. I was just ready to, to make the move. And there was a few circumstances at home that made it a good, good time for me to jet off to the other side of the world. So I did that. We opened an MMA clinic here and I was just working as the head coach uh, and then some things changed and I ended up running the, the gym. And then eight years later, the gym's rebranded and I'm sort of sitting there as my own boss with my own school and, um, yeah, pretty happy with that. Sounds good. I do want to ask you just a question to backtrack. You said it was a hard choice to move from being the fighter to being the coach. What was sort of the hardest part about it? Was it, uh, I mean, you mentioned that, juggling the two things at once being the coach and the fighter uh, yeah. was was that the hardest part or was it sort of more of giving up on a dream that that's the path that you want um, to take no when i made the call i realized that the dream is is to um be a world champion as a fighter i think and it's a hard sport mma it's brutal and i realized that that wasn't necessarily a possibility so that wasn't the hard part the hard part is i love competing i love training I love not having responsibility when I go in the gym. You know, it's nice just to be able to go and get your hands dirty and get out. So then I had to make that call that now I was going to become the, as a coach, you become more than just teaching people technique. You you become a life coach sort of thing for your students. They're, they become family. It's such a strange sport in that 
you beat the living daylights out of each other. So the ego can go straight away because you know the pecking order. Like you know who, who can win and who can lose. So you don't need to worry about that stuff anymore. And um, you'll sort of leave all your, all your, um, yeah, your ego just, it doesn't need to exist anymore. The, the, the roles are well-defined within the gym. Everyone knows how everything stands. And in coaching, you have to take your respect in a different way. You know, I'm 40 years old. My students are half my age. Um, I have to understand that I can't necessarily compete with them anymore, but I have to then guide them in the in the right direction. So it's a hard choice when I'm a very competitive person. So I missed, I had to make the decision to, to step away from competition and, and prepare others for competition. And to fill that hole, I do stupid things like ultra marathons and like to, just to test myself mentally, because fighting for me is all about the mental overcoming mental barriers and, and finding comfort in discomfort so yeah i did a two years or three years ago i did a eight weeks training and did 65 kilometer run and that put me in that place which was what i just wanted to test myself to see if i still had the metal that when when the going got tough would would the tough get going or would the would i would i crack on and and, and make it to the end or would i quit you know that's why i wanted to find out and i constantly look for different ways to to test myself in that regard so i found like a home for my competitiveness elsewhere i took up rugby so i could turn up on a on a weekend and be a part of a team but not have to lead it and just get my hands dirty and get stuck in and um so i found ways in that way to to manage that competitive spirit and and focus all my energies during the week on on my guys and making them the best they can be got it yeah it's such a metaphor for life right and that's where martial arts just is a it's a real test to life because you know putting yourself in those uncomfortable positions well there's no there's no i don't think there's you know a much harder place to do it than get in a cage or to yeah. you know be in martial arts or have that contact where you know it can right. kind of feel like life or death yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah exactly and, and you know we're only ever a, a split second away from absolute disaster you know I mean, things we do you know punching each other twisting each other into un uncomfortable positions and stuff like that so it takes a great amount of trust and faith in your training partners which is is what bonds us so closely together i think is you know when someone has you in a choke in a real life situation if they don't let go you run out of oxygen and you die if someone has you in an arm bar your arm's going to snap if they don't stop when you ask them to stop that mutual respect and that mutual feeling of trust but builds really strong bonds with your students and I'm very much, I lead from the front, so I do everything the guys do pretty much, um, short of stepping into the cage. I still spar, I still do the fitness sessions with them, I still I still do everything that I can to to prove that I'm not just screaming and shouting, I'm actually putting my money where my mouth is sometimes. I think that's important too, is to be a leader. You have to demonstrate you're prepared to go, you're not just prepared to scream and shout, you're prepared to put yourself in those uncomfortable positions also. Yeah, totally. Let's just shift gears towards the, the business, right? So you, you're running a successful uh, school. Just for context, so so what styles? So you've got MMA. What so else yeah, do you guys do? We do all the disciplines individually. So we have Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, re uh, freestyle wrestling, boxing, Muay Thai, striking, which is more like kickboxing style, and then the MMA stuff as well, plus strength and conditioning on top of that. So we run, we run the full all the disciplines that you'd need to compete in MMA. And then my job uh, is to put them all together. That's where MMA fighters are made, is not in the individual arts themselves, but in transitioning those arts together. 
Awesome. So, and I'm curious, what is your process for doing that? You sort of, you have to take the best out of each art for mixed martial arts. Like for instance, in jiu-jitsu, you might be a guard player. You might lay on your back with the other person on top of you. While there's no strikes coming down, guard is a pretty safe position. When someone can punch or elbow you in the face, it becomes a completely different story. So it's working out, taking the good from all the different arts and then putting them together in a program that works best for mixed martial arts in itself. But the key is transitioning them. So how do you get from boxing to get someone on the ground? How do you work those transitions? So it's fusing the transitions in. Um, so, so my my mentor is a guy called Mark Fury. He was Matt Hughes's coach, Robbie Lawler's coach. He's had he's cornered 137 UFC fights or something like that. And he uses the hand as the metaphor for coaching MMA. So if your hand, if these are the arts, that's easy to work. This is BJJ, this is wrestling, this is boxing, this is Muay Thai or, or striking, whatever. It's these parts, the parts that join the hands together. That's what we need to get people good at. So you might have good BJJ and good wrestling, but how do we create the the transition to that? You might have good striking and good jiu-jitsu, but if you can't wrestle, you're not going to dictate where the fight goes so it's it's working on the joining factors so for me that's the key yeah perfect the lube that makes it flow probably not Correct. the best analogy yeah, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly it's, it's like what makes everything flow together as one as opposed to being four different martial arts that you're you're good at they all need to work in synergy with each other so that's now the gym and then so you've got the fighters and now you've um, you've got fighters competing and you've uh, created Eternal MMA. So uh, quick, just how did we actually transition into that? And then we can talk a bit more about what's going on with the fight promotions. Yeah, I actually can't take the credit for creating Eternal MMA. I have a business partner on the Gold Coast, Cam O'Neill. He formed Eternal in 2012. And I actually used to just put fighters on it. So he flew some of my guys over to the Gold Coast. Um, he's from the UK as well. So we sort of knew a few, few people same people come up the same sort of time in the same scene so we got on really well straight away and he started using my fighters on all of his shows in 2015 we decided to bring a show to perth and that's where i sort of came on board as a as a co-promoter and a co-owner of the business and that's when we started expanding from the gold coast into perth i helped sort of develop the promotion on this side of the country and then a couple of years ago we decided we'd move into other states so we did adelaide I think we've done three shows in Adelaide and, and we just did our debut in Melbourne last weekend before the UFC 243 card in conjunction with the UFC. So we worked together closely with them on that. So yeah, that's how it sort of came about. I was a reluctant promoter. I didn't really want to do it. I had enough stuff going on, but Cam's very convincing and and here we are. <laughs> now that's quite a, the, the UFC, how did the UFC come about? We sort of asked some questions and we knew they were looking for a partner in in Australia and I guess we we stated our case um, there was a few other promotions looking for the same deal but I think what makes eternal we went into quite some depth in our in our pitch more than just being on UFC fight pass and providing them a broadcast we want to help develop the region so you know we want to um, work in conjunction with them to develop fighters to give them so to become a pathway to the UFC so we can blood all the fighters get them their experience test them out and then when the UFC is ready to pick the ones that they want then they can come to the promotion and and they'll have a good idea of who they're looking at 
pool. So if they have fighters that are looking at, we can find them fights for them and stuff like that. So. I guess just an important step back is how did you actually make the connection? How did it, before you actually got to give your pitch? You just hear, you hear things in the industry and, and we heard that they were looking for partners, a partner in Australia. And it's quite easy to get hold of someone's email address these days. And there you go. You just, uh, we just fired off emails and then started talk, started a more in-depth conversation. I know a few of these people from dealing with them with other things as well so um yeah it's just uh just a case of being diligent sort of being in the right place at the right time having a good product and delivering on on what you say you're going to deliver on i think that's the key to business really in, in general is is having a good product and, and doing what you say you're going to do which i find is the biggest problem in business these days i don't think many people follow through on on their promises but i live by that if i say i'm going to do something i will do it and do it well yeah, totally. I've got a question on that. So you get to do your pitch and what I can hear is you, well, obviously you want to deliver on the promise, but it sounds like you really framed it in a way of, you know, it's not just what are we going to get out of the, you know, being promoted through UFC Fight Pass, but really what are they going to get out of it? You know, how can yeah. you help develop them? But that's, can you elaborate a bit more on the, the pitch and how you went about all that? Yeah. So, um, so we put a pitch together. Obviously, we provide a lot of content. UFC Fight Pass, for those that don't know what it is, is the UFC's um, streaming platform. So it's a digital streaming web-based channel that has 500,000 subscribers in 200 countries across the world. And obviously, to service those, those guys, they need content. So not only can we offer quality content 10 times a year, we can also offer our air knowledge of the region they need talent to come through to grow grow in each region so we can offer them fighters with a following fighters with the skills and and qualities that they require to suit their brand being the lead, the brand leader they need the best talent and I, and I believe we have the best talent most of the best talent in the country fighting for us I mean, that's what we can offer to them as well as sort of being able to give them inside information on the scene in the country as a whole. It's a very mutual relationship. Obviously, we give them all our content and in return, we get exposure. That's the nuts and bolts of it. But then behind yeah. the scenes, there's a lot more to it than that. That's great. So what does that mean for the fighters? Like, um, how does the exposure work? Is it just that it's been promoted on the platform or is there more to it? Not that that's not enough, but... It yeah, there's definitely more to it. So, for example, we debuted on Fight Pass in Melbourne just before UFC 243. So we did the Friday night and then 243 went on the Sunday morning. But obviously, a lot of the UFC top brass were in attendance. So the matchmaker from the UFC was in the, cra well, in the crowd that day. So there's no better audition than for you to go out and ply your trade in front of the guy that you want to impress live. Totally. <laughs> um, so things like that, we aim to work with the UFC on dates. If they have a show in, in Australia, we aim to sort of create, we created a mini fight week last week. So our show, we had weigh-ins Thursday, the show Friday, they had weigh-ins Saturday and the show Sunday. So Thursday through Sunday, there was MMA every day in, in Melbourne, whereas in UFC fight week in Vegas, you know, obviously they have these big expos and stuff like that. So it was like a really big weekend for Australian MMA. And we can do stuff like that every time that they come to the region. That's one benefit is being able to display your skills in front of the people that you're trying to impress. 
rather than sending them an email with a highlight reel doesn't have quite the same effect. They're also readily available on that platform. So if, if we send a matchmaker a fighter's name, all they have to do is go on Fight Pass and look at that fighter direct through their own TV channel. So, um, but then also inside information. So if they have any questions or anything like that, or they want some guidance on, on who, as to who, how this guy's stacking up or, or whatever, then, then we can provide that too. But also we're providing regular, if an event does three shows a year and you fight on that event, you might not get on all three shows. So you might only get two fights a year. We're providing an opportunity to fight on 10 different shows a year. Most fighters want to fight three or four times a year. So we can definitely do that for pretty much all our, our fighters on, on the frequency that we put shows forward. Perfect. Awesome opportunity for any fighter, obviously, to, as you say, you know, direct, but then just being featured on the show, even if, you know, you don't have the promoters there. What better thing to put on your portfolio? Just check my fight yeah. on UFC Fight Pass. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it provides a bit of a pathway. It's like I can fight on this show. I know that it's on the UFC, so so there's more chance of us then being selected if we're the best in the country. What we're aiming to do is, if you're the best in the country and you own an eternal championship, then you should be sort of next in the pecking order to be moved on into into the UFC. Um, that's what we're looking at. Obviously, it's early days, and we're yet to sort of prove that method to anyone, but hopefully next year. We signed a, a multi-fight deal for 2020. They'll take 10 shows from us, whereas this year was a bit unorthodox. They wouldn't normally sign a, a promotion uh, last quarter, but we managed to get it over the line and they're taking two of our three remaining events this year to, because of scheduling. They couldn't take the last one, but in 2020, all our events will be will be live on UFC Fight Pass. So that would give, a, give the fighters then the, the platform on every show to, to really push and, and make a run for the, the big show. Now, you mentioned to me earlier, Ben, that you guys have done this all from self-funded, 100%. Yes. You're still running with no sponsors. Is, is that correct? That is correct, yeah. I sort of spoke to you briefly before, but I've cut transitioned from being a fighter to being a coach to being a gym owner. None of it was pre-orchestrated or planned. I've never claimed before the last few years to be a businessman. You know, like I just was a guy that had a passion for, for the sport and wanted to grow it and, and it's just organically sort of turned out the way it's turned out. So now we're at the the, the pointy end and, and it's that corporate sort of driving sponsorship and stuff like that. It's some, an area where I don't have expertise and I've always been a guy that stay, I stay in my lane. If I know about it, I'll do it. And if I, don't, if I don't know about it, I'll try and get someone else to do it for me. And obviously, pay, you know, pay some, I'd much rather pay someone to do something properly than make a botched job of it myself trying to save a few a few dollars you know so we have some minor sponsors you know a couple of guys you know they buy tables at the show and and stuff like that but yeah nothing on a on a major level that you know perhaps some of our competitors might have totally so if we, we're having that conversation like let's say i have a product that could be mutually beneficial to what you guys are doing and obviously knowing that yeah, the exposure is next level for what you're getting, you know, through UFC Fight Pass and so forth. Who do you think would be an ideal sponsor and how could they benefit potentially from? I think you'd be surprised as to who could be a sponsor for a mixed martial arts event with big viewership because you think about the demographic that is one, into the sport and two, attending and, and watching the sport. It's mostly a male sort of 17 to 45 disposable income demographic so you know it's a, it's a good demographic for most companies you know clothing 
nutrition, tattoos, betting, all that kind of stuff, all fit into the sort of the demographic that we service. So they're the kind of people that we're looking to link up. We did some stuff with Wimp to Warrior, which is a, a show that puts on like 20 week programs in, in gyms around the world. So we're working with them next year. So we're going to be um, partnering up with them. So that's really exciting uh, for 2020. Any company that wants to, to have a chance to put themselves in front of that demographic would be a good fit for us. And also we have assets, you know, we have these champion people, you know, we have great athletes who are very humble and, you know, we can come to companies and train their staff, you know, we can do talks, we can, so it's, it's a very, we can set up very bespoke packages, you know, there's, there's plenty we have to offer with the assets that we have within the, the company, not just inside of viewership and advertising, sort of team building, develop personal development. You know, you could learn a lot from a young MMA fighter who's disciplined and sacrificed a lot to get to where they've gotten to. And also from people within the company like myself and Cam, who are kind of self-made business people that have, have reached quite high with, with sort of limited funds and experience, you know. So there's, there's plenty of, of areas there to explore. It's just a case of like anything, it's just, it's a skill that we need to learn and get better at. I probably need to take some coaching or something like that. I mean, obviously, if you want to get better at something, you find someone who's good at it and you learn from them. So that's probably what, what we need to do. It's just we're very time poor. Like I, I run two businesses and I'm just about to open a third. I have a young family that I don't see very much, obviously. Um, so, yeah, the, the time to go and do a course or go and learn from someone is is not really there at the moment. But if sacrifices need to be made, then then they'll have to be made at some stage. So, yeah, I guess it's all part of the learning experience. For sure. So, and what about if, like, if I'm a martial arts school owner and I've got fighters and so forth, how would that benefit getting on board with you guys with Eternal MMA? Well, we can advertise your school at our events and your customers are sitting in our audience, you know, and are watching our show on TV. So that you're putting your case. So we have had people in the past put adverts on the big screen in the venue of their gym and you know we can put flyers or what it is is if you have a brand i think i don't know the exact numbers but it needs to be seen x amount of times before it sets in someone's head and then when they're looking for for that service your name will be the one that they um so it's like subliminal subliminal advertising really putting yourself in front of someone enough times for them to when they do eventually require your service you'll be the name they type into Google, you know? So that is really where we can assist gyms. And also we can obviously help getting their fighters fights if that's because to service the fight, I have a huge fight team to service them. Having the promotion is great because I can get them all fights. Whereas if you don't have necessarily the connections or, the, or know the people to talk to, then you might struggle to match your guys up regularly, which might lead them to getting disgruntled and going somewhere else where, where they might um, get better opportunities. Yeah, totally. On the marketing side, um, like in our group, our partners group, where we work with school owners on the marketing side, basically classified as a touch point. I mean, there's, there's various tests, six to eight interactions. It could be typical before somebody reaches out. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some other tests that stretch up to 43 days and, you know, all fancy stuff. But I mean, for any school owner, you can think of six to eight interactions with your brand before somebody says, Hey, I'm, Let's have this conversation. So that is a perfect thing for a, a good touch point. Sometimes the touch point, especially if it's, you know, mass, massive exposure, like, 
you know, you're doing something on UFC Fight Pass, it could be promoting the actual promotion sometimes has value. What I mean by that is, uh, you know, nowadays when people have a article in the newspaper, it's kind of pointless, this big newspaper, because nobody hears it, hears about it. But somehow it's got some credibility. So your marketing referencing that you were featured in this thing is sometimes more valuable. Uh, just like I see when, uh, you know, school owners we've worked with that get featured on Sunrise or, you know, morning shows. Yeah. Um, nobody sees the morning show, but they see the YouTube clip of them yeah. being featured <laughs> on the morning It gives show. you that sort of um, recognition that you're a legit brand, right? Because credibility, yeah. Yeah, credibility, exactly. So say Nike sponsored you for something, you automatically get that. That's the biggest company in the world, one of the biggest sportswear companies in the world. You're sponsored by them. All of a sudden, people go, oh, yeah, these guys are legit. That sort of thing. 100%. Not- Thanks for your time. I'll bump into you on the daycare trip. <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, again uh, soon. But if anybody wants, um, like, let's say, uh, number one, you know, like uh, you want to get on board with us. I mean, uh, obviously, there's big things in store for Ben with the Eternal MMA and, uh, uh, you know, with the UFC fight pass, the exposure. So, I mean, if, if you're a potential sponsor or a school owner, you've got fighters that you want on board. Um, how can people get hold of you and, and have a chat to see if it's if it's mutually beneficial? Uh, best bet is probably just the email. So my email would be uh, ben, B-E-N, at eternalmma.com. Yeah, hit me up on an email, even if it's just like, I love to support and advise as well. So if anyone's got any questions, you wanted to start a fight promotion or gym-related stuff, I'm, I'm more than happy to sort of... I believe that sharing is, is what makes helps everyone achieve and like i i am very much in, in lifting people up so yeah I'm, I'm happy to um offer any assistance that i can and yeah if anyone's interested in jumping on board or or talking about some options then then yeah i'm definitely all ears yeah perfect and uh, if you've listened to the show and you've enjoyed it and you've got some value especially out of the, the fight promotions and things like that just um yeah just shoot ben an email and just say love the podcast and give some feedback yeah definitely 100 percent Awesome, Ben. Well, thanks for being on the show, and I'll I'll probably see you in a couple of days down the road. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe tonight when we pick the kids up. I don't... Yeah, true. <laughs> All right, mate. You take it easy. Thanks for your time. Cool. Thanks, Ben. Cheers. Cheers. Awesome. Thanks for listening. If you want to connect with other top smart martial arts school owners and have a chat about marketing, lead generation, what's working now, and or just have a, a gentle rant about things that are happening in the industry then I want to invite you to join our Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group, and in there I share a lot of extra videos and downloads and worksheets, things that are working for us when we work, help school owners grow, and share a couple of video interviews and a bunch of cool extra resources. So uh, it's called the Martial Arts Media Community, and an easy way to access it is if you just go to the domain name martialartsmedia.group, so martialartsmedia.group, G-R-O-U-P, uh, there's no .com or anything, martialartsmedia.group, that will take you straight there, uh, request to join, and I will accept your invitation. Thanks, I'll speak to you on the next episode. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening. If you need help building your martial arts school, check out martialartsmedia.com.